We're ending our study this summer of Joseph. And we've looked at his life and all of the ways in which our lives oftentimes parallel Joseph and the things we can learn from him. But I wanted to take the last Sunday to focus on what I think is one of the greatest lessons that we can draw from Joseph's life. How Joseph forgave his brothers. Because it stands as a challenge to all of us. We've seen all of the reasons that Joseph had to take revenge on his brothers, to hate his brothers, to, to not forgive them. They had tormented him as a boy. They had never said a kind word to him. They beat him and left him for dead and finally sold him into slavery. And now Joseph has his chance because he is in Egypt. He's not just in Egypt. He is running Egypt. He has all of the power and he controls all of the food. And at the very least, he could have just not helped them and watched them die. Or he could have done much worse. And his brothers expected that. When they found out who was before them, that this official who ran all of Egypt was in fact Joseph, their brother who they had tried to kill, they figured that's what they were going to get. And in fact, they get the very opposite. If you want to turn over to Genesis 50, I'd like to read that one incident that just captures Joseph's forgiveness and, and in a sense, the expectation of his 11 brothers or 10 brothers. I want to start in verse 15. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, What if Joseph holds a grudge against us and pays us back for all the wrongs we did to him? So they sent word to Joseph, saying, Your father left these instructions before he died. This is what you are saying to Joseph. I ask you to forgive your brothers the sins and the wrongs they committed in treating you so badly. Now please forgive the sins of the servants of the God of your father. I just, stop for just a second. I, I just love this. The brothers say, we are in deep weeds. And, and we're just not going to ask for help because of us. So let's say dad said, and dad who just died. You know, you got to pay attention to dad. He just died. They're trying to play every card they can to get forgiveness. Because they think we're toast. When their message came to him, Joseph wept. His brothers then came and threw themselves down before him. We are your slaves, they said. Just don't kill us. We'll be your slaves. But Joseph said to them, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me. But God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So then don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. What a powerful scene of forgiveness by Joseph who had every right to carry out every form of revenge upon his brothers, and yet he does the very opposite. In a sense, Joseph gives them the greatest possible gift, the gift of forgiveness. It was the ultimate gift to his brothers. 
They knew they deserved to die. They saw all the wrong they had done to him. They had great fear and expectation that they would get what their actions deserved, the consequences that Joseph would be justified in carrying out upon them. And yet Joseph does not do that. He forgives them. And not only does he forgive them, he gives them food. He gives them a a safe place to live. They bring the whole family there, and Joseph sets them up for life. But Joseph's forgiveness was not only a gift to Joseph. And in this story, I think we begin to see the power of forgiveness. Because Joseph's forgiveness was not only a gift to his brothers, it was a gift to himself. Think about it for a minute. Instead of a life of anger and resentment, hatred, all of those feelings about these brothers and how they had affected him, Joseph was able to live with love. That relationship where he was estranged from those brothers... And they were his brothers no matter what they had done. They were his family. And that broken relationship was restored. And his siblings were his siblings again. He could be free from the anger and the bitterness and the unfairness of life. He could truly put that behind him. That was a gift to Joseph as he forgave he could finally be truly done with the past. Forgiveness is not easy. It never is. And in one sense, the greater the offense, the greater the pain, probably the harder it is to forgive. And in that process of how difficult forgiveness is, it's easy to see it as just a sacrifice, what we give up in forgiving, what we need to let go of. But if that's the only way we see forgiveness, we miss one of the most important points, and that is that in forgiving others, we actually gain ourselves. Forgiveness is not only a gift to the one we forgive, it is a gift to us as we forgive. As we are able to move on in life, as relationships are restored, as we move beyond the pain of our anger and hurt. But in Joseph's story, we see that it's not only a gift to the brothers, it's not only a gift to Joseph, it's a gift to the whole family. Because it's not just the ten brothers who he is angry with who are forgiven. The impact of that forgiveness ripples out to a much wider circle. Jacob is affected as he sees his brothers restored in relationship. Their spouses, their children are all affected as all of them are brought to Egypt. And it's not just they get food for the short term. They are set up with new lives in one of the most prosperous areas of Egypt. All because forgiveness happened. And the impact of that forgiveness goes much beyond the 10 or 11 or 12 men directly involved in the incident. In fact, we see that it is a gift, this forgiveness is a gift to the entire nation of Israel. And that through this forgiveness, the whole nation is impacted, saved through the famine, 
and allowed to be in a place where the nation of Israel that was really a tribe multiplies and becomes an entire nation. That when they will leave Egypt in a few hundred years, they will leave as a mighty nation numbering in the millions. And the seed for that was an act of forgiveness. Where Joseph, rather than kill his 11 brothers or or make them die or starve, he in fact forgives them and blesses them. Forgiveness isn't just a story about Joseph, is it? Forgiveness is an issue that affects every one of us. Whether it is an issue for us today, we all know it will be. Because we all get hurt. Others do things or they don't do things. Other, either intentionally or unintentionally, but they hurt us. Something is taken from us. We are affected negatively. All kinds of things can cause where we're hurt. And then we have a choice. Will we forgive? And sometimes we see how our minds work. Sometimes it's not even something that literally happened. We just have a perception of something has happened. And in that perception of that not even reality, we are hurt. And we still must decide, will we forgive? Will we move on? Or will we hold on to that hurt and that anger and that bitterness? What will we do? Well, we all know our human tendency, isn't it? Just look at a two-year-old. Our human tendency is vengeance, revenge. Somebody needs to pay for this. And I think that's built into us. That's where we come from. We have been hurt, and somehow we need to settle the scales. We need to have that other person hurt back. They need to suffer like they made me suffer. We want nothing to do with them. We sever that relationship. We avoid them. That's our human tendency, isn't it? Lacking any other force against that, that's where we sort of tend to naturally fall. And sometimes, like Joseph, we have every reason to be hurt. We have been wrong. Something terrible has been done. And that just reinforces our desire to seek vengeance or to cut off that relationship. But what I want to ask yourself today is when we have that natural tendency for revenge instead of forgiveness, could we in fact be making our own mistake? You know, as parents, we have all those phrases we say to our kids that drive our kids nuts and they hate them. Well, this is one of them, isn't it? Two wrongs don't make a right. We all heard it. We probably all said it. Because it's a true statement. And what I'd like you to think about today is when we choose to take our human reaction, when we choose to not forgive, are we not making a second wrong? Rather than focusing on our justice and our need for revenge, When we don't forgive, are we not adding a wrong to a wrong that has already been created? See, I think Joseph has something to teach us, and that is that forgiveness is the better way to react. It's better for us 
Because just like Joseph, forgiveness frees us from some bitterness that we can carry. We can carry it forever. When I, was in, I went to seminary in Appalachia, Johnson City, Tennessee, up in a little point. Appalachia has a unique culture. It was a great experience. We loved it. I preached for two years at a little mountain church. Everybody in that church was related to each other. Two families, sorry, two families. Everybody in that church was related to one of two families. The problem was those two families didn't like each other. If I called on somebody in one family, I owed the other family a call. And they kept score on me based on those two families. I, I didn't know that when I took that church, and it became unfolding. It's like, wow, this is interesting. And I was so young and naive. But the one thing that was most fascinating in that whole scenario was that the more I learned about this feud, it was like, okay, wh wh why? Where did this come from? And I got to be friends with some of those families that were more our age. And you know what was the most amazing thing? Nobody could tell me how it started. Nobody could even remember what had started this. It was so far in the past, they didn't even remember, but they knew they didn't like each other. And they couldn't even remember why. Forgiveness is the better way. Because without forgiveness, we can carry around resentment and anger that steals joy from us and can make us a bitter, cold person, and even to the point we don't remember why. But not only that, forgiveness restores relationships that have been severed, good friends that we used to enjoy time with and that's been cut off, or siblings, or people at work. Forgiveness denies Satan one of his openings to come into our lives and ruin our lives. It removes one of his weapons that he attacks us with. One of his weapons that steals our joy and makes us empty people. Obviously, forgiveness is the better way because of how it affects the other person. Where they are extended forgiveness. They experience the, the blessing of grace undeserved forgiveness. They have some freedom from at least some of their own guilt. It helps them move on. But forgiveness is the better way because like Joseph, we know that forgiveness blesses all those around. We've all been in work situations where there needed to be forgiveness or we've been in family situation where there needed to be forgiveness. And if it happens, everyone takes a deep breath. Everyone is blessed by it. If it doesn't happen, everyone continues to feel the stress and suffer. If we don't forgive, the pain just increases. So why would we want to forgive, to go to all of that work? Well, we've sort of been talking about what I would call psychological reasons, that we should forgive. It is more healthy to forgive. It is restorative in relationships. It frees our life from pain. But we are Christians sitting in a church today. 
And what we understand is we have not yet talked about the greatest reason to forgive. And we need to talk about those two reasons because, to me, they are the ones that should really motivate us to do the hard work of forgiving, to take the right path. One of those reasons is that God himself is a forgiving God. And he asks us to act like him. He, ex- he doesn't just ask, he expects it. And says, this is how we play in this family. If you're in my family, we forgive around here. Jesus talks about, if you turn over to Luke 6, verses 35 and 36, Jesus says, now, I know, how, I know how things play out in the world. I know how the people around you act. But for you, you who follow me, love your enemies. Do good to them. And lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great. And you will be children of the Most High. Because He is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. We have a Father in heaven who is a forgiving God. If it were not true, we would not have had communion today because Jesus would not have died on the cross. But it is all true because God is a forgiving God and He asks us, He expects us to learn to be like Him more and more to resemble Him and be forgiving people as He is a forgiving God. But I think there is an even greater reason for us as Christians to be forgiving. And that is what we have already experienced. Paul talks about this over in Ephesians 4. Starting in verse 30. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, and slander along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. We are to be forgiving. Before I talk about the why, I want to go way back up to the first phrase that Paul writes there. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit that is residing in you. When we're Christians, part of God comes to dwell in us. To help that relationship with God and to help us in so many other ways. The Spirit of God in us. But notice what Paul says happens when we choose not to forgive. The Holy Spirit in us is grief-stricken. He doesn't just say sad. He uses a much more powerful emotion, that grief that breaks a heart. I found that an extremely powerful picture to think about when I choose to not forgive somebody. The Spirit is in grief as He watches me make that mistake. Make that choice that is not like my Heavenly Father. And when I carry that anger, I refuse to forgive. 
The Spirit is brokenhearted as He watches me make that choice. Because what the Spirit wants me to do is what Paul says at the end. To understand all I have been forgiven by Christ and the cost that Christ paid so that I can be forgiven. And that Christ was willing to do all of that so that I can be forgiven. And Paul says somehow that should get inside our hearts, our heads, our emotions and make us realize how can I not turn and pass that on? How can I be an authentic follower of Jesus and not share that kind of attitude of grace and forgiveness? Which would cause the Spirit to be delighted, not grief-stricken. And say, you got it, Jim. You're getting it. It's not easy. It wasn't easy for Jesus on the cross. But it's important and it's worth it. Forgive. And with God's help, the help of that very Spirit that is in me for that purpose, we can forgive, can't we? It doesn't mean it's easy. Adolphus, I hope I don't embarrass you. I usually talk, ask permission. But Adolphus shared in Sunday school this morning as we were talking about it, Adolphus lost a brother in the Liberian Civil War. Murdered because he spoke the wrong dialect. And Adolphus shared this morning that he knew who did it. They all did. And he admitted one of the toughest things in his life was he knew God needed him to forgive. It's not easy to forgive. But with God's help, we can be like Jesus. I don't mean quality, we're as good as Jesus. I just mean we can learn to forgive. I would ask you today, as we sit here and talk about Joseph, is there someone you need to forgive? Is there some situation where you need God's help to come Say, I need to be done with this. I need to talk to this person. I need to give them a call. I need to do something to get off dead center. I need to take this tool out of Satan's tool bag. Because he's just ruining me with bitterness and emptiness and estrangement and all of the bad things that he brings from that. Help me be like Jesus. To forgive as he has forgiven me. I know what I'm asking isn't easy. It's the right thing to do. It's what will bring joy to God's face as he watches us struggle to forgive. And he says, you're getting it. I know it's not easy. You're getting it. Let me help you. You're getting it. That's how we play in this family. We forgive. Let's pray. Father, we are so grateful that you are a forgiving God. We are so grateful for Jesus' death for us. 
And I'm grateful for people in the Bible like Joseph and others who show us it can be done. We can forgive even enormous wrongs. Help us, Father. Help us forgive. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.